Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you. We're going to go inside, we're going to go outside, inside and outside. We're going to get them on the run, boys. Once we get them on the run, we're going to keep them on the run. And then we're going to go, 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 go. And we're not going to stop until we get across that goal line. This is a team they say is it's good. Well, I think we're better than them. They can't lick us. What do you say, man? Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast, college football kickoff show. We are back for the season. There is real football. It is live uh, now. There was games last night, and the season is underway, and we are underway. It is Friday night, September the 1st, 2017. Just want to remind everyone that our home network is NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. Check out all the shows on NGSC Sports by going to Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, search NGSC. You can subscribe to our show directly, uh, Huddle Up with Jim and Dave on uh, iTunes, on Android, and much more. You also stream us daily at LeapSports.com. That is L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. We are uh, on video on the Facebook page, and we are also live on NGSC Sports.com. Make sure you're following all of our social media by going to facebook.com slash huddleuppodcast and follow the show on Twitter at huddleuppodcast. You can email us huddleuppodcast at outlook.com. And uh, I think that's all of that sort of thing to get out of the way. Our co-host, as uh, as it always is, is Dave. He is on the line. Dave, how's it going, buddy? It's Friday afternoon. We uh, can't complain too much. Football's back, and uh, we, we survived that uh, what twenty-minute intro you put together. There it might be the longest I, you, intro there's, in uh, well, show, there's show certain history. just details that you have to get out of the way, and so people know uh, everything they need to know, and then we're good. I mean, that's that's how the show works. I don't know. Maybe you I mean, forgot. Maybe you forgot I'm since last year. Extremely long. Okay, well, that's 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 how it works in the radio business sometimes. Well, whatever it takes, Jimmy. Uh, that's right. Now, obviously, tonight is is uh, going to be all about college football, but man, um, the the Browns and Brock Osweiler. Let, that's all. That's all I have to. That's all I have to say about it. How how pathetic is that organization and that whole situation? Just bizarre. That's about the only way you can put it. Uh, bizarre. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so that's the NFL for this week. We are going to uh, obviously do uh, a pretty NFL-heavy show uh, on Wednesday night, and we apologize for some of the missed shows and the move shows. Um, we, my wife and I are, are getting ready to, uh, to to sell our house and buy a new house, and um, whoever, whoever thought so – because somebody said to me that the process should be pretty easy – uh, if I remember who that person was, and it wasn't you, I get mad at you for enough things. It definitely wasn't you that said this one, but uh, I forget who it was that told me that, that, that the process will go easy and smoothly. Uh, if I remember who it was, uh, I'm going to uh, punch him in the face because <laughs> it is not an easy or smooth process at all. The whole uh, the whole it's house not stress free. No, oh yeah, just a completely stress free, simple, you know, <laughs> simple process. Uh, but uh, we are here now, and 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 we should be live uh, every Wednesday night from here on out throughout the duration of the football season, um, barring some sort of like house catastrophe. So let's just hope that we're live each and every Wednesday night. Yeah, Jim, uh, looking forward to it. We're back in action again. Uh, uh, ready to talk some college football. I mean, I got this wonderful Florida. Uh, Atlantic Navy game on since the Colorado Colorado State game is blacked out because I don't have the subscription to the Pac-12 network. Sounds like uh, that crap. Is. <laughs> sounds like you need to be making a phone call to your cable company and and threaten to 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 move to uh, to satellite or something and maybe they'll uh, they'll throw you some free stuff. I know that usually works with Directv. Uh, if you call and just say like I'm moving to Dish, they're gonna be like oh. Hold on, uh, let's see what we can do here. So, just uh, maybe that, maybe maybe throw that a try. Maybe that, maybe they'll get you the Pac-12 network. The Pac- I don't even think that's on. I don't even think that's an option on Directv. Like I don't even think Directv carries that. I get the Big Ten. Probably the two nights a year that I actually want the damn network. <laughs> I get. Uh, I think I get the Big Ten and the SEC, and then uh, you know all your standard all your standard sports channels. So yeah, but I don't think pack... independent network too. Well, well I mean, NBC because <laughs> there's only, there's only one independent that matters and they'll be on uh, NBC tomorrow at three thirty. So excellent. Excellent. So, Jim, how do you want to do this thing? You want to run down the, uh, just kind of preview as we go, or you want to, you want to do the uh, year end stuff first uh, or the spread picks or Why don't... how you want to, well, I mean, <laughs> See, as I, you know, as I said, the, the, the week has been pretty crazy. The last couple of weeks have been pretty crazy. So funny thing about the, uh, my picks against the spread for this week, they are sitting on a pile of paperwork, um, on my desk at work. I am at home. I am not at work. And, uh, so I will not have any, uh, uh picks against the spread that I'm bringing to the table this week. Uh, I will do that next week. We'll get to yours later. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we do some of like the the year end crystal ball bullshit that we can all look back uh, at the towards the end of the year and go, yeah, this is where uh, this is where I screwed up pretty hard, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know that the, we, we can we we can do that stuff now. Um, and and if, if there's anybody listening want wants to get a call in and their thoughts on anything or questions on anything uh, college football related while we're on the air four zero one three four seven Zero six one three is the number, and then you have to enter the pin two nine three one two. Again, that number four zero one three four seven zero six one three, 
and then use the pin 29312 and uh and we'll get you on here with us uh so the why don't we why don't we go through the uh the power five conferences first um then maybe do our uh college football playoff predictions uh and then uh with with of course the national champion and then maybe a heisman prediction and then we'll get to uh this week's games Super. Uh, sounds good, Jim. Uh, on board with that, of course. Um, guess we'll kick it off in the ACC since uh, alphabetically it comes first. So we'll roll with it that way. Uh, not mess up a good thing. Um, to me, this is really the. I'm going to start since it's college football. Um, to me, this is really a, a two horse race um, between Clemson and Florida State. Um, interestingly enough, uh, both of them are in the Atlantic Division of the ACC. So. Uh, that gives some uh, coastal division teams, um, UNC, Pitt uh, for Uncle Mitchie, um, Vatek potentially uh, coming out of there, Miami maybe. Um, but it gives some uh, some of those coastal teams that if they win uh, the coastal conference and they get into the the uh, the dance, there, there's a, there's always a chance type thing. Um, but to me, this comes down to Clemson and Florida State. Um, beginning of the year, I think you have to you, you have to look Florida State's way. Um, really, really solid defense. And uh, the 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 solid quarterback with uh, Denor Francois um, coming back, um, another year of experience. Um, the obvious question is how is uh, Cam Akers going to replace Dalvin Cook? Um, and that's yet to be the scene. Um, we're going to get a good a good sense of how he's going to replace him off the bat with them facing Alabama. Um, but that's something we'll chat about a little bit later. So uh, ACC, I'm going Florida State. Um, Florida State over Vatek in the championship game. And we are picking championship game, not regular season, of course. So you might have to scratch all your picks, Jim. <laughs> um, no, Dave, I'm right I'm right there with you. I think that uh, until proven otherwise, at least for this year, I think the edge in the ACC, uh, Atlantic goes to Florida State. I just think right now that they uh, they they are the better team. Uh, and I, uh, honest to God, I mean, I have, I have my stuff written down, um, uh, for my predictions. I'm showing the camera so that there is actual proof that I'm not just trying to copy you because Lord knows that, uh, where's the fun in this show and our friendship if, uh, you and I actually agree on things, but in terms of the ACC, I'm right there with you. It's going to be Florida state out of the Atlantic, Virginia tech out of the coastal and, uh, Florida state winning the, uh, ACC championship. Wow, we don't talk about this. I'm a one for one on identical. This is this is going to be a uh, theme for this show, I believe. Just looking at the uh, first slate of games, I think it's going to be pretty identical. So most likely, um, we'll see what happens. But um, we're going to go Big Twelve next to uh, mix it up a little bit. Uh, for some reason, ESPN does Big Twelve ahead of the Big Ten. I'm not quite sure sure why the Big Twelve spells it out or uses twelve as numerics, and the Big Ten is spelled out T E N. So. Um, Big 12 comes next, Jimmy. All right. Well, let's uh, let's look um, at the Big 12 then. Definitely. Kind of going to throw you uh, off your heels there. Uh, does, does, I don't even remember, and I should know this, but does the, 12, does the championship game start this year or is that starting next year? No, that, that's this year. I actually, I actually had to look it up because I knew it was coming, and I, I wasn't sure which, which year it was. But, yeah, it's this year, um, even though they are under 12 teams, which – um, no wonder kids are so screwed up uh, with math and geography when you have the Big 12 has 10 teams, the Big 10 has 
13, 14. They have more, they have more than 12 Something now. Like and then, uh, obviously in the NFL, when you have like Dallas in the East and God knows what other screwy geographical mishaps are in, in the NFL, you have the, the most popular sport in the country and, and nothing makes sense. So yeah, but th- it's the, this year, the, um, championship game resumes. Sweet. Well, uh, I think the obvious pick this year is Oklahoma State in the Big 12, and I do like Oklahoma State. Um, wide receiving core is outstanding. Return a lot of guys. Um, ran over Tulsa last night um, and looked pretty good while doing so. Just a ton of offensive talent there. Um, Oklahoma has uh, Baker Mayfield back for his senior year. Um, proven leader, uh, but I- I'm not a fan of Oklahoma this year. I think it's a down year for them. Um, so I have Oklahoma State winning, and I have a dark horse in Texas uh, losing to them in the title game. Yeah, uh, huge fan of Texas this year. Um, Texas might actually have the best wide receiving core in the Big Twelve. So I'm on the air making that statement at the moment. But uh, I think Texas is going to be a huge surprise to some this year. Uh, apparently not to all, though, Dave, because uh, my Big Twelve is. Uh, Texas versus Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, however, I actually have Texas winning that game. I, I really think that uh, they, they, they brought in a superb group of uh, of players, but uh, the old coaching regime just, for whatever reason, didn't have what it took to, uh, to, to get them and, and get it working in the right way. I mean, we've seen that at a lot of schools and it's not not just isolated Texas where for one reason or the next you you get your recruiting classes in there and it just it just it doesn't work and I think that uh you know under the new staff the new focus uh I I think this team is absolutely going to hit the ground running this year and uh I actually have Texas winning the Big 12. Jim, I, I would take that because I, uh, you, yours truly may or may not have put some money on Texas to win the national title at like 50 or 60 to 1 when he was out in Vegas earlier this year. So um, I, I could live with you being correct on that. Um, no we, doubt about which that. we also have uh, on recorded record, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, the, if there's one thing that trumps you being right over me, it's me making money. So Sure, sure. Money, money trumps m- most everything. Um, not definitely, not everything, everything, but, but most everything. I, I, I definitely agree with that. So, um, moving on to the big 12 here or big 10, sorry about that. Um, the, one of the most interesting, um, um, things that you'll see is the, the split in the strength of the two conferences in the big 10. Um, the East is loaded with three juggernauts, for lack of better terms, in Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. And the Big Ten West is fairly even throughout. Um, I, I Everyone likes Wisconsin in the West. Um, I personally have never really been a Wisconsin fan. Um, but uh, it seems like they're getting a lot of love again this year. Uh, and side note, currently they are uh, losing ten to nothing at the moment uh, to Utah State. So just throwing that out there. Great, great. But uh, yeah, my uh, I, I think Ohio State is for real this year. Um, they they looked phenomenal the second half last night, um, going without their uh, Mike Weber, their running back, and I believe his name is Dobbins, a freshman. He he looked really good and really shifty. Uh, definitely has some speed. Um, so I am going Ohio State, one in the East, 
I'm going Michigan two and I'm going Penn State three. So take that for what it's worth. I have Penn State is the third best team. Um, I think they're the second best team. I think they're better than Michigan. But I think uh, I think based on the luck factor from last year and the laws of averages, Penn State's going to have a lot of bad luck this year. Uh, they got lucky with a lot of games, as we know, last year. Um, so, I, I again, I think I'm going Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Uh, in the title game, I'm going Ohio State over Northwestern. Northwestern? Wow. Um, all right, I have uh, – I'm one of those people that – and now <laughs> – I'll say this: the, these were written down earlier in the day, uh, so I'm not I'm not changing anything because of what's currently happening. And uh, you'll understand why I uh, why I had such a negative reaction to the the reading of the current Wisconsin score uh, as we go at the end of the first quarter, Jim. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously thing, things can just. I mean, uh, you know, Indiana was beating Ohio State last night at halftime, so uh, obviously things can shift and move, especially in week number one, but. Uh, we'll find out even even deeper why I why I'm a little nervous about uh, the Wisconsin uh, score right now. But anyway, uh, coming out of the West, I have Wisconsin. I actually have them winning the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten championship game. I have them winning over Ohio State. In terms of the the East, um, yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm right now. I'm going to give the edge to Ohio State just because of the number of people that Michigan. Uh, you know that 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 went on to the NFL that that got drafted out of Michigan. Now, um, you know obviously it was like fifteen, sixteen people, something like that, some absurd number. But it doesn't mean that's the only people that 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 played. So I, I think Michigan's going to reload well because uh, I think one of the things that that's so important in college football, obviously, is uh, recruiting and coaching. And I think um, you know Harbaugh is is one of the best in in college football right now and and he and he does a, a pretty fantastic job at, uh, at at getting the best out of his players so um i i don't think michigan is is in as much danger as some people might think they are uh i i still think that that at least 9 wins is is uh absolutely um extremely likely and and i think they could even do more than that uh but right now i just i just have to give it to ohio state I don't think they're as good as a lot of people want them to be. Uh, and I, I think if you get into situations like last night against better teams, you're, you're not going to be able to dig out of the hole like you did uh, against Indiana. How much of that, though, is the first game rust? And I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, it, it's, it certainly could be. And, 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 you know, very similarly how people will overreact to the positive and negative with uh, the NFL and the the NFL preseason and even like NFL Week One, um, yeah, it's it's. I think that's why you see a lot of like cupcake games, and I'm not I'm not saying that Indiana is a cupcake, but like you see a lot of schools schedule cupcakes Week One, just because it's the first time you're playing against somebody that doesn't have the same uniform on that you that you do. So it could be first game jitters. It could be a sign of something uh, more than that. I'm I'm leaning more towards that side, but I still have them winning. I still have Ohio State winning their, uh, you know, their division. So it's not like I'm saying they're they're going to go six and six or anything. Definitely, definitely. So uh, ne- next conference up is the uh, the independent conference. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, Pac-12 next. Um, I, I think you got a couple teams to watch here in the North. Um, Stanford, 
Washington and Cal are the three that come to the biggest mind in my eyes. I think Cal has a little bit of a bounce back year here, maybe even Washington State. Um, but uh, to me, this, this North is, is really down between Stanford and Washington, and um, I'm really big on Stanford this year. Um, I, I just think they reloaded well, um, and I, I think this is their year, um, but we'll see. Um, the the Pac-12 South, um, to me, it's between UCLA and USC, and USC has the best player in the Pac-12 uh, in Sam Darnold, um, who's an absolute stud at quarterback and can really spin the ball and uh, distribute the ball. So he's going to be um, a huge different ma- difference maker on that conference. Um, I- I'm going to return the Pac-12 title game, the teams that defeated Notre Dame by double digits this year. Uh, USC will beat Stanford in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, at least I, at least I'm not going to be sitting in Notre Dame Stadium watching one of those teams uh, beat Notre Dame this year. That's that's one. Uh, one. So, while while you're mentioning that, I have a, I have a serious question. What's that? Is it better to be at a game when your team gets beat by like Notre Dame did to Stanford last year, or is it better to watch it at home and not be at the game? To me, it's better to be at the game. Even oh, though you're it's doubly pissed because so you're at the it's game. so much better to be at the game, especially like I mean, if I was a Penn State fan and 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 or or you know a Pitt fan or you know Temple, somebody that I that I could go to a game, you know, multiple games a year or something like that. Uh, I, I would put them a little closer together because it's it's not quite as special maybe to be at the game. That the last year was the first Notre Dame home game I had been at in I think I it was over fifteen years. So yeah, it sucked. Notre Dame blew a freaking ten point lead. Uh, you know they 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 lost in in pretty uh gut wrenching fashion. But in the same time, I'm standing uh you know in the stadium. With with my wife on our five year anniversary trip, it was like the first. It was the first event of the of the two of the ten day trip. Like, how mad can I really get? Like, I'm I still have to like I have to walk back across campus, see the Golden Dome, like lit up at night. Like, I, I'm not really going to be that upset about it. If I was at home, I'd have been furious. Uh, the dog would have been hiding. My wife would have been telling me to to just to calm down. It's only a game. I would have said. Uh, it, I, I would have sworn at her. You would have been in more trouble. Yeah, I would have been in more trouble. Um, you know, so yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, much, much better to be at the game because, and again, even if you see it frequently, it's there's only so much, uh, so much like uh, violent or angry acts you can do in in public before you know, obviously security steps in so yeah, you're a little well, I mean, more you just had uh you have what eighty thousand fans to cry with you last year so that was kind of nice for you yeah it was it was perfect it was it was absolutely perfect by that by that point uh you know we kind of all knew where the season was going last year so um back back to the back 12 but good question that is a good question um I have Stanford in the north I have USC in the south I I, I think it's 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 those two, and I, I don't think it's 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 really that close between them. Uh, I think not only is Sam Darnold the best player in the Pac-12, I think he's I think he's maybe the best player in college football right now. Um, the, the the guy is spectacular, and I can only imagine what USC could have been a year ago if he if he had played the entire season. Um, you know, I, I was watching uh, game days season predictions last week and uh 
you know they're 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 talking about they they get to their their playoff predictions and i think everybody on the panel had either stanford or usc in their in their playoff one of them had them as their usc as their national champion so um i'm sitting there going as a notre dame fan going yeah this that that's not going to be good uh come october november but uh, i have usc winning the the pac-12 i think they are and I hate saying it. And again, if you're watching the video, Notre Dame hat on, Notre Dame jersey on. Um, the, I'm not saying this because I like them. Uh, they're they're my most hated rival. Uh, but I, I can't deny what what the 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 team the the Trojans are this year. You just can't deny them. Yeah, I think this team is uh, this USC team. USC team is really good. Yes. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that. Uh, how that uh, progresses throughout the year. Um, SEC then, um, SEC East, uh, this might be, in my eyes, the most wide-open division of the Power Five. Um, I personally think you make an argument for any of the teams on this list. Um, maybe not Vanderbilt, but uh, any of the rest of the teams you can really make an argument on. Um, to me, it, it's going to be real interesting just to see how this SEC East take shape um you got a lot of a lot of questions um how does the florida suspensions affect things um just just the the sec or south carolina second year under the new coach uh just a whole bunch of different items on how they're going to play um i'm taking georgia to match up in the uh title game here uh no real kind of reason just kind of a uh shot in the dark for lack of better terms um but i like georgia this year a little bit uh, and I have Alabama beating Georgia. Uh, as much as I hate Nick Saban, uh, this Alabama team um, is, is potentially historically good. Um, I think this team is this Alabama team is heads and shoulders above the Alabama team from last year. But um, everybody knows my feelings on how lucky that and uh, um, overrated that Alabama team was last year. That was well documented throughout our show. Um, but I think the Alabama team this year is just absolutely outstanding. Um, I think this LSU team is sneaky good, and I think uh, Auburn has a uh, stud at quarterback. But um, I think this Alabama team is just ridiculously good. So uh, Alabama over the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC final. Yeah, I I swear to, to people that are listening, I swear that we we do not agree this much normally. But uh, that that's exactly what I have. I have Georgia coming out of the East. I have Alabama uh, coming out of the West. Um, to to me, th- there's there's no question that it's Alabama, and I I hate Alabama. I said that you know, and and we'll we'll get to the predictions on on tomorrow night's um, you know huge matchup number one versus number three. Uh, I, I I've said it multiple times. I, I wish both teams could lose, uh, but but the way that the rules are for college football, that is that is impossible um, because I, I I I don't like both of them. But at, at this point, I mean, last year, yeah, we 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 did talk about that. I think even back into into our kickoff show a year ago, Dave. We, I think we we talked about how we thought that Alabama a year ago was not going to be what everybody had come to expect from Alabama, and it turned out. Uh, you know, to, to, to be true at, at points throughout the year. So uh, this year, not the case. Alabama is, is back to what I, to what I think um, we expect them to be. And 
uh you know they they I think they're going to win win it pretty easily. I think Georgia has has done an amazing job at at kind of you know rebuilding itself in in pretty quick fashion. Um it's another one of those games that uh could get real ugly in South Bend. That is one week away. I will will make those predictions next week, but uh, we're going to find out real quick uh you know where Notre Dame actually stacks up, but uh I I think Georgia is going to be real real damn good this year. And uh, I, you know, that's who I have coming out of the uh, the East. Definitely. So, Jim, here's my question: Do you have any teams in your Final Four that uh, did not win a conference? I do not. Oh, so our Final Four is going to look pretty similar then, too. I'm guessing <laughs> that's, that's what it sounds like. Uh, the, the, our only hope now is: Are we going to predict different national champions? There, there's a chance. I don't know. Um, so my Final Four: um, I have Alabama as the one seed. I have USC as the two seed. I have Ohio State as the three seed, and I have Oklahoma State as the four seed. All right, I have. Uh... I have Bama at one, USC two. I actually have Wisconsin at three, my Big Ten champion, and uh, and Florida State at number four. Good, good. Um, so one thing I want to throw out, and I think this would be an appropriate time to uh, to do it. Okay. Um, just kind of something I heard on a, a, a couple college football podcasts I listened to. Um, I don't remember which one it's on, so I apologize on whoever I'm stealing this from. Um, but last year, or since 19, I think it was 1998, there's only been one instance that a team has won the national title if they haven't had two top ten recruiting classes during the four prior four years. Huh. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So on, a, a, Alabama's recruiting class for this last four years is number one four years ago, number one three years ago, number two last year, and number one this year. Pretty. Frickin' solid. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, if you're keeping track at home, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. But uh, there, there's only three teams this year that meet that criteria. Um, Alabama, Florida State, and then LSU, surprisingly. Oh, so, um, okay. h- historically speaking, one of those three teams should be your national t- champion. Historically speaking. Um yeah, historically speaking, but you Which, still got to play the game. Now, now that I'm now that I'm looking at this, and again, I'm not changing anything. This is just uh, you know looking through it and, and and maybe realizing some of my mistakes at the very earliest onset of this season. But uh, one of these screwball stats that that always seems to come up is uh, since the start of the college football playoff, every single team that has made it to a Final Four in college football uh, into the playoff has uh been outfitted by Nike. And uh Wisconsin um who is my number 3 is outfitted by uh by Under Armour. So uh will they break the trend or am I just uh full of shit? Um probably more the latter maybe than uh than the former, but uh that would be uh that would be something to watch not just Wisconsin but just in general uh Will there finally be a non-Nike school in the college football playoff this year? Might be the biggest unanswered question for the rest of the year, Jim. Right? I don't know what we can do about it. Well, I guarantee I will. Uh, 
at least remember it once we get to the uh, to when we see who the final four is. I can't guarantee I'll, I'll keep track of it throughout the year. For sure. <laughs> so my uh, my national title game is uh, Alabama over USC. Um, I, I just I hate picking the number one team. Anyone that's listened to us knows that uh, there, there's no one that likes to hear an underdog bark more than Dave. But uh, <laughs> this Alabama team in my eyes is just so freaking loaded. Um, I mean, the the running back core with Scarborough and uh, Najee Harris, and then you got uh, Ridley at the wide receiver. Um, I'm still not sold on the quarterback, but they're just so freaking deep on the defense, too, that uh, if, if they might not allow more than 17 points in any game this year. And there's just too much talent with the big running backs they have to, to get beat. Um, USC versus Alabama would be a freaking dream matchup to see that uh, that high-potent offense go against that defense. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, but uh, I, I hope, and I'm salivating over uh, – having that count that circled in early January for us. Yeah. And I mean, I said that would be kind of the, you know, if that plays out, it would kind of be the game that I, I think we hoped we would see last year. Cause you had the, you had them start the year last year and then USC, obviously when they changed quarterbacks and, and the, the whole course of everything changed throughout, throughout the year. And I said, man, if you get USC in that college football playoff a year ago, I thought USC was the best team in the country uh, by the end of the year. Unfortunately, they didn't quite make the cut. They they missed out. Um, you know, so if yours plays out, that that would be a spectacular game. Uh, I don't uh, have Alabama in my national championship game. I and and uh, little. I mean, I'll just come out and say it. I I think Alabama wins tomorrow, and I think the karma train swings back through. In, uh, in in the in the first game of the college football playoff, I, I think Florida State uh, just it'll be maybe one of those weird nights that uh, that that Alabama gets caught. I have Florida State winning. I have USC over Wisconsin, and I have and and again these those are two schools that I hate and I don't like that I have them playing in the national championship. But uh, and 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 I really hate saying this is I have uh, the USC Trojans as your. Uh, college football national champions at the end of this year. I just think that that team, that team reminds me of, but it, I think might even be better than, um, you know, some some of the USC teams in in the early two thousands when you when you had the Palmer and Bush and Leinart and Bush and uh, I mean what what they were doing there with uh, with, with Pete Carroll, um, one of my you know <laughs> super villains when when it comes to football, but. Uh, I mean, the guy can coach. You can't deny that. And uh, but I, I think this year's USC team is just uh, un, just going to be unbelievable. I, I really do. I can't argue that at all, Jim. So uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Um, only only item left to 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 pick, I believe, for the the preseason college. Um, and I believe we might have the same fella in this one in Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um, for the Heisman. Um. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking on him. I do want to throw out a uh, a, a long shot, per se, for those that uh, seek some value potentially uh, in in uh, the Heisman and, and uh, all that jazz. Um, I, I have a, a fellow down in uh, the Florida region who is just excellent at uh, throwing the football here in uh, Quentin Flowers. Uh, 
that's for South Florida for those keeping score at home and uh, for you, Jim. All right. Um, but this Quentin Flowers kid is absolutely unreal at throwing the ball. Um, he, he's a dark dark horse in the Heisman. Um, I think um, I don't know if South Florida actually plays this week. I have to relook it. Uh, they do. They have Stony Brook, so they don't really play. But um, <laughs> I think the South Florida team uh, has has real potential to run the table this year. Um, granted, they don't have a real strong schedule. But uh, this, this South Florida team might not uh, might not lose a game, win a game by less than two touchdowns. Um, what do you do if you have that happen and they run the table? Do you put them in? I don't know, Jim. We'll go back to that whole uh, <laughs> whole thing. Do, do you penalize a team for for having a weak schedule when it's not really they're doing in in a sense, but it is they're doing in a sense. If that makes any sense. Uh, I, I think it is they're doing and and what what I'll say and I don't have their schedule in front of me but I but I assume they're not playing any uh you know any teams in the top seven or anything like that to to start the season. Or... UConn, Illinois, Temple, East Carolina, UMass, Tulane, Cincinnati, Houston, Tulsa, Central Florida. Yeah, so a real murderer's row there. Um, I, I said it last year and 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 you know I think I've, I've probably said it in in other on other podcasts or. Uh, on Twitter or something, uh, even before last year. But if there is a situation where there are multiple teams that that end up, you know, that you know everybody loses at least one, and there's, uh, you know, that that almost every all but two lose like two games. So if we're talking like Alabama is sitting at number one at, you know, eleven and one, and USC is there at eleven and one. And everybody else is is ten and two or worse, and you have uh, you have South Florida that or or any other you know and any other school outside of the the, the Power Five, one of these bracket buster schools that uh, has gone twelve and zero or thirteen and zero, and you know they've won every game by twenty twenty five or more. Um, then I think they can get into the conversation. Besides besides that, at least given the type of schedule that you just read off. Now, like I said, like if they if they start scheduling, you know, a Florida State in in one of their non-conference games. They start scheduling, you know, a USC or an Alabama. Like they start scheduling, you know, one or two real games. Um and and I I I I'd say that somewhat sarcastically, but you know, they they put some bigger teams on the schedule in the non-conference thing, then I, I I may be okay with one of with with a South Florida this year, like it, it, since we're using them as the example, I would have no problem them getting in. But unless there's some sort of wacky, crazy thing, a, a team like that doesn't belong because you know let, let's pretend let's pretend they they go twelve and zero and win every game by thirty or more, and you know, let's even say half of those games. Their opponent scores seven or less, and three of those are shutouts. Four of those are shutouts. You're just going to feed them to Alabama, and Alabama is going to beat them by sixty. <laughs> like I think Alabama steamrolls them, and then I think a situation like that just it 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 really makes the whole situation look bad. Now, if if you Expand it to eight teams, then put them in eight in the top eight. I have no problem with that. But top four, I, I don't think this, one of these type of schools belong in the top four. I just think it's interesting. I mean, we've never really had this uh, to see what happens 
if this team would get in, for lack of better terms. I mean, we've had some examples, but we haven't had a real strong example, if that makes sense. I think the closest closest thing to it that that I put is, uh, at least in terms of an argument for, would be when Boise State beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, but I, I think I, I forget the I forget the Boise State coach at the time because he ran the the trick play two point conversion and that's what won them the game in overtime. And they oh uh, what's it? I, I can't think of the coach's name. Anyway, they, they asked him after the game, I think in the in the press conference about uh, why he chose to use that play then, and and he basically uh, I don't know if he outright said it or just alluded to it, but. It was a kind of a statement of um, we knew if it went one more that we were done. So he, you know, it, it was it was the gamble and would it pay off or not? And I, I, I just I, I've seen too many examples of not even like a, a, a caliber team like Alabama or USC or Florida State or or you know whoever. I, I've seen too many examples of the Cinderella school um, realizing that the the, the clock hit past midnight and you know and 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 they just they just get beat up way too bad and I think it would be a bad look for the college football playoff too I I just unless there's some I agree with you on that aspect but I mean I I think of it from a a slightly different aspect I know we uh we touched on this a little bit last year but what does it do for that undefeated team if they get uh if they get to the college football playoffs for the recruiting class I know that's not the the ultimate goal, but uh, it's, I don't want to say it's a nice reward, but uh, it's a nice payout if if, oh, if if you have those down years on other teams. Oh, absolutely. Um, and 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 again, you're going with uh, Darnold as well for the Heisman back to the original. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. Not I, I think it. Barring that I word that uh, I'm not even going to say because I don't want to put it out there. Uh, I, I think he wins it pretty easily. I, I really do. I think he's he's that spectacular, but here's the, and this is what I'll say on on the, the like the South Florida thing or the you know the the non power five school, um, the they they will constantly be the uh, you know exhibit A as to why college football the 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 playoff needs to go to eight teams. Like I'm happy we have a playoff because. Um, I, I didn't like the system before. I did not like the BCS before. Um, although the last year we still would have had the same, uh, the same top four title. And I think we talked about that, you know, way back when. But um, the the if you move to eight, then then these these teams, these non Power Five teams, can get in, and then they then they have that chance. And and I don't think there can be any dispute if a team like South Florida this year would go 12 and 0 and win soundly that I, I don't think there's there, there's a lot of room for people to say that they don't belong in the top eight there, there there might always be the discussion should they be in the top four but I, I don't think there's any discussion of whether or not they should be in the top eight because they probably should be so you you get them in the top eight maybe they get to seven or six and they're not playing the number one team in the first round and and maybe there's a year or two that uh, you know they they pull the upset on the number two team, the, then that con- then that conversation then that discussion I think becomes a, a, a lot more active, a lot more interesting. But uh, until you have an example of a team like that that can go in against the the number one, two, or three, um, 
you know, best team in the country. I I just I I, I think, like I said again, just barring some sort of, um, you know, catastrophic, uh, you know, meltdown by a lot of teams in college football. I, I don't think until there's a, and, and and ultimately I think there will be an eight team playoff sooner than later. Then I have no problem with them in that discussion. Definitely. So I, I'm completely on board on that. Um, Jim, I'm going to go. Uh, I don't know where we're at time wise. 45 minutes or so. Do we want to take a break uh, and then I'll do the spread picks and uh, uh, let, let's the, just the, let's the just picks. roll. We we don't need to do a break tonight. We'll just keep rolling here. Um, if there's anybody uh, listening where you want to get a call, want to get some thoughts, some questions in, uh, 401-347-0613 is the number to call. Then you enter pin 29312. Again, that number, 401-347-0613, and use pin 29312. You can also get that number, facebook.com slash huddle up podcast twitter is at huddle up podcast you should be following those anyway so you can find those numbers there definitely um jim we're gonna we're gonna throw something new in the picks this year um i know you and i had talked about it previously uh just something we want to add to throw a little bit of excitement um i want to give a spoiler for the nfl but there'll be uh some new uh a new twist on our weekly picks uh in the nfl a little bit too but uh that's next week's show. Yes. Um, so what we're doing this year in college is each week, Jim and I are going to give out three games each, um, any game that we want to um, with the spread. Uh, so this can be a top 25 game. This can be a game outside of the top 25. Um, any game that we want, uh, essentially, uh, it has to be a line game is the only limitation. So you could give out Florida. um Florida, Michigan, uh, Alabama, Florida State, and Clemson, if you wanted to, assuming Clemson's line this week. Um, but you could give out any game that you really want to against the spread. Uh, the only stipulation is it has to be a lined game. Um, we're going to keep track of them this year. Uh, just kind of a for fun thing, just to see what would happen um, and see kind of where it goes. So um, Jim left his paper at the office. Uh, luckily, he's busting his rear this week, so he'll be in the office tomorrow morning. And we'll make sure to get those picks up on the uh, website prior to the start of the game, uh, either on Facebook or Twitter or uh, maybe both. Um, so you just have my three spread picks this week. Uh, I'm going off the lines when I did this earlier today, so uh, they may have changed. And uh, keep in mind, they may have changed by the time uh, you go to uh, you go to put some cash to work if that's your thing. Um, first game I like, um, I like the Troy Trojans over Boise State, uh, catching 10 points. Uh, they are plus 10 at the moment. Um, but I like Troy. Um, I think Troy actually wins this game outright. Uh, I think the Troy Trojans beat the Boise State Broncos. Um, Troy has a stellar running back in Jordan Chun, and uh, they, they have uh, all their offensive weapons coming back. And I think this is uh, this is uh, really a game where if Troy can establish any kind of run, they're going to be able to throw the ball all damn day against Boise State and pretty much name the score. Um, I think, as I said previously, Troy plus 10 is an absolute gift. Um, I think Troy beats them without the points. But uh, I'll gladly take 10, 10 free points when I think I have an outright win or two. Um, second game I have circled here is... Um, I have Wyoming at 
plus 13 over Iowa. Um, Iowa, I, I'm not a huge on Wyoming this year. Um, I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring affair, um, relatively speaking. But uh, Iowa always seems to stumble out of the gates. And low-scoring affair, Iowa's not a hot starting team, generally speaking. Um, I'll take the 13 points and uh, hope that they're enough to get, get us to the window and cash the tickets. Uh, game number three, um, Jim, I have to do it this year just because it's something uh, I, I, I think would be pretty cool. Uh, I, I'm betting on Coastal Carolina at plus two and a half. Um, Coastal Carolina is playing UMass this week. Um, this is an automatic bet for me uh, because, uh, not bet, uh, but an automatic pick. Uh, UMass is favored in a football game. <laughs> uh, as terrible as that sounds, um, I'm taking Coastal Carolina just basically on that principle. Um, so I, I am taking Coastal Carolina plus two and a half, Wyoming plus 13, and the Troy Trojans plus 10. So those are Dave's three picks uh, on the record this week against the spread uh, to, start, to start off the spread pick them. All right, there they are. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I should be in there tomorrow morning, and uh, and I should have mine posted on uh, both the Twitter and Facebook pages. Uh, hopefully, before the games kick off at noon. So uh, do look for those, and I, I I apologize. I will do better, or at least attempt to do better, uh, <laughs> starting uh, with the next show. Yeah, no problem, Jim. We all have our. Uh... Our uh, tough weeks at work, so we get it. Um, just to update you on the Wisconsin score, uh, it is now ten nothing Utah State. But Wisconsin is on uh, Utah State twenty eight late in the second quarter. So um, good pick on them winning the Big Tw- Big Ten. <laughs> going to the go and going to the playoff. Um, an interesting one with uh, Washington and, and Rutgers as well. Um, only seventeen seven right now. Washington with the lead, but. Uh, that one, uh, that one out there in New Jersey is a, is a little bit closer than uh, than I would have thought. I agree. Uh, maybe it was Washington having the cross country uh, cross country trip? I don't know. I'm trying to make some excuses here. Sure. Um, so sure one of the uh, the weekly top twenty five pick them. Um, since this is week one of college football, um, it does include the two top twenty five games last week. Um, Jim and I both selected Stanford and South Florida. Um, both Jim and I selected Ohio State and Oklahoma State last night. And then uh, we both have selected Washington and Wisconsin today. Um, so at the moment, Jim and I are tied 4-4, four four, 100% correct. We're awesome. And I just kind of glancing over, um, you know, over the games this week, I don't think there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, – differences but uh, I think that there's a possibility for a couple but uh week it's week one let's put it that way it's week one <laughs> yeah I would be shocked if we're more than two games apart going into next week yes so um game number one Kent State Clemson um Clemson is favored by 39 and a half at home um 12 12 o'clock tomorrow uh, I'm assuming we are both going Clemson. Uh, and you would uh, assume correctly. Excellent. Number six, Penn State hosts uh, the Akron Zips 
tomorrow at 12 o'clock, uh, 30 and a half point favorites. God. I'm taking Penn State. Uh, I'm never sure with you and your hatred for Penn State, so I'm going to make you make this one official. Uh, this one, I'm going to give it to Penn State. Uh, I'll I'll get my chance to pick against them later in the year. Yeah, I think I think that's a correct statement. Um, interesting game here. I've seen a couple of people pick the uh, the upset on uh, Maryland outright over Texas. Um, I think Maryland has too many injuries and is too young to go into Texas and beat Texas. Um, this would be an extremely interesting game if this game was in Maryland. Um, Texas currently favored by uh, about 19 points at the moment. Uh, no doubt for me, uh, number 23 Texas uh, doesn't even uh, have to play the stars into the fourth quarter on this one. Yeah, um, I, I think, you know, just with the emotions of, of everything going into this one, I think Texas may stumble a little bit out of the gate, but they, I think they get it under control, and, and I think they win pretty soundly here. Definitely. Uh, next game we have isn't even lined. Uh, Bethune-Cookman is at number 18, Miami. Uh, not lined game, favorite, Miami moves on. Yeah, we got we got the U winning that one. Excellent. Tough one, Jimmy. Yeah, it's a real, um, real difficult game. one so far. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, number seven, Oklahoma. 43-point uh, favorites over UTEP. Uh, again, I think this is a pretty simple one that uh, Oklahoma wins, but uh, I think uh, UTEP might just uh, might just have uh, be catching too many points there. Cough, cough. Yeah, um, uh, you know, the, the, the miners, unfortunately, um, they should probably not even come above ground for this one. Oklahoma's going to have a bumpy season, <laughs> but uh, I think they're going to have a uh, a pretty easy start. I, I agree with that. Um, so we're 13 or 12 or 11, I think it is actually now I'm looking at. It's 11 for 11. I'm picking the same teams. First chance for a... Uh, a uh, discrepancy, I think, here uh, with the Michigan-Florida game. Um, this is this is uh, this is definitely one of the uh, the marquee games of the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan Michigan is 11th ranked in the country, and Florida is the 17th ranked team based on the uh, ESPN rankings. I believe uh, Michigan's currently sitting at four and a half point favorites. Um, as everyone knows, I think there, uh, I, I saw the Florida injury report earlier today, and I think there are 18 players listed as injured Ooh. or suspended from Florida. Yeah. yeah so, something like yeah. that. I know it's a, I know it's an obscene number. It is an obscene number. And, um, first game out of the shoot, um, I think this rallies the locker room and doesn't scare them away. Um, give me the dog. I'm taking Florida. I'm doing the gator chomp. You can't see it because no one wants to see my face on the TV. I, I still need to get like a, a cardboard cutout and 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 put your face on it so it's at least sitting here on camera. Because um, I think got to be the textbook Dave with the thumbs up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I I I like Michigan in this one. Um, uh, just Florida, I think is is too banged up and you know too suspended up i don't know what the what the word would would be there but um uh, this one this one should be a real fun game um you know i'll probably throw this one on the computer the ipad while i'm watching notre dame at the same time um 
And uh, all right, let's be realistic, James. This is going to be on the TV because your wife's a Michigan fan, and Notre Dame's going to be on the iPad. No, 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 no. no. We uh, we already have we already have our uh, our viewing agreement for tomorrow. I get the uh, I get the 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 living room TV tomorrow. She gets the upstairs TV. Um, that that'll rotate throughout so the year. Sleeping arrangements too. That uh, she gets the bed and you get the sofa. If that's what it takes to to watch Notre Dame on uh, on the big the bigger screen tomorrow, we got a comfy couch. <laughs> um, but no, I like Michigan. I I think that um, d- despite the the loss of players, uh, like I I said earlier when I was predicting the Big Ten is is I I think Harbaugh is one of the absolute best in college football. So definitely, I can't. Uh, I I honestly uh, I think this might be the college football game that I have absolutely no clue on this week. Um, you, you could tell me. You know, future-wise, Florida State – or Florida – not Florida State, but uh, Florida won this game by 21 points, and I would say, okay, I can see it. So Michigan won by 21 points, and I would say, okay, I can see it. Um, so it's kind of one of those – I have absolutely no freaking clue what to expect. Um, I, I, I will be watching this game. Um, I am super excited to see uh, Rayshon Gary this year um, in defensive tackle for Michigan. I, I, I think he's 6'5", almost 300 pounds. Um, he's 300 pounds and he's got freaking wheels. So the kid's going to be really good. Um, I, I just have no clue how this game's going to play out. Um, and generally when I have no clue how a game plays out, um, I, I, I tend to side with the underdog, um, just because it's my nature. So, um, that's what we're going with and, uh, we'll see how it works out next week. I might give you the, uh, lead out of the shoot here, Jimmy. <laughs> did you, uh, did you see the, the uniforms for this game? I did. That's uh, it's a lot of yellow. Uh, if you haven't seen, I think Florida is going all blue because uh, this is at uh, AT and T Stadium, so they're kind of going with like the color rush theme. Uh, Florida all blue, Michigan all maize yellow, and uh, man, that's it's a lot of yellow. It's it's it it hurts the eyes. It might be one of those games. It might be better in black and white. It's going to be uh, quite interesting. <laughs> it would only be better if uh, they were doing bright orange with them too, Ooh. like that neon orange. Oh my god! Horrible, horrible. But uh, yeah, that, it, it'll be uh, it'll be one of the better games this weekend. I think absolutely. It'll. Uh, it's just going to be interesting. As I said earlier, I just have no clue what to expect. Um, it, it, this game could play out so many different ways that it, it's just interesting. And the, the total in the game is like 41 or 43. I forget what it is at the moment. I don't have it in front of me. Um, so they're expecting a really low-scoring game. But uh, any sense on how the scoring pace in this one's going to be? I know you have a little bit – you follow Michigan a little bit closer than I do. Man, it, it's – like I say, it's just so tough to tell. I mean, you you – you know, but you know, obviously having having Spate back at quarterback is is huge for them. You know, to have your to have your leader on the field for the offense, but you know, you, you just you just never know, and that's what that's what makes week one big matchups so intriguing, but so scary at the same time. In parentheses, uh, if you're a fan of that team, uh, because you know, like for you know for for me game i'm watching tomorrow i have most my interest in um should be relatively simple but you know when, when, not when, so fast jimmy I, I said should i said should 
Uh, I didn't say will. I said should. But when you when you have a game like this, when you have a game, uh, you know, like like the, the the biggest one of the weekend. Ultimately, you don't know because it is it is new teams. The teams that are taking the field are not the same that that were there last year. Good, bad, or indifferent. So it, it, it's 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 so tough to read. And how how will they, uh, you know, react to the environment? The biggest games this weekend are in, you know, NFL stadiums. The the the, the biggest game of the weekend is in a brand new NFL stadium. So how, how will that environment? impact the game there's a lot of factors a lot of factors and um you know i i think the 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 best way to solve it the best way to look at it is just uh you know crack a cold one and and sit back and enjoy it so jim i have a question i don't know if you and i were talking about this or not i can't remember who i was talking about it with but did you hear what they put in the new stadium in atlanta what restaurants in there yeah the chick-fil-a the chick-fil-a which I still are, think they somehow find a way to get that open on Sunday. I, at dude, some point. I I don't think they do. Like, I mean, if there's Chick Fil A's in airports, if there's Chick Fil A's in like Turnpike rest stops, like no matter where there's a Chick Fil A, there's a Chick Fil A at Hershey Park. Think about how many people go through the gates at Hershey Park uh, on a Sunday. That Chick Fil A's closed on Sundays. Like, I mean, it, it, because and, and I know it. it, it because even I, when I first saw it, I, I I had a chuckle to myself. But in the same time, you know, the, the Falcons only play there eight times a year. At, you know, probably have a Monday or a Thursday game. You know, too. there's probably going to be a Monday, probably going to be a Thursday. Uh, there's there could be a good chance there's a Saturday uh, when you get to the playoffs or later in the season we get some of those Saturday games. Um, and then there's going to be concerts and college football and professional wrestling events and, 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 you know, potentially all sorts of things that, uh, you know, could be in that stadium. So, um, you know, you're, you're, yeah, you're missing out on, on what, eight days, but, um, I, I would, I, I'd be curious to find out if the, the, um, the employees there would just, um, you know, would, would not work that day or if they would work somewhere different, are they, uh, employed through Chick-fil-A? Uh, you know, to work there. So and that, that, that'd be, that'd be kind of an interesting thing to, to, to find out just on a sidebar there. But yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, you know, the, the first I saw it and people kind of had the same reaction, but, um, you know, these, these, these stadiums, especially, um, one that is I- impressive and new, uh, the way this one is, I, 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 you know, it's obviously going to be used a lot more times than eight times in a year. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, Jim. Um, one other thing with this game that's uh, very interesting to me, um, I've been pretty quiet on it. Um, it's something that came out uh, a day or two ago, but uh, the, the last thing I want to add on uh, is actually on Florida here. Um, I, I have to get it in um, just because it relates to one of your, your former boys in Malik Zaire, um, who uh, transferred to Florida, and he has actually lost – I don't, I don't know if he can lose a starting job, um, but he's actually um, – he's a redshirt freshman – or not – Zaire is not the redshirt freshman, but the redshirt freshman, Felipe Franks, has been named the starting quarterback. Um, he beat out Luke Del Rio and then uh, Malik Zaire as well. So um, kind of interesting. i, I got to believe that all three will get some playing time in this game. 
Um, but it'll just be interesting to see how it plays out with the redshirt uh, freshman starting this game. So, um, interesting decision. And it was the, the thing that's interesting about it to me is it was kept so quiet that we that uh, as of Tuesday, Wednesday, you really didn't know who was starting this week for Florida. Um, but uh, interesting that uh, Zaire left Notre Dame and everything, and uh, he's down there uh, in Florida doing the same thing as in Notre Dame sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think you know it, he was he was widely considered to to, to probably be the the week one starter. Um, you know, and and I don't know, you know, I don't know what uh, you know factors led to him, uh, you know, not getting the job or losing out the job. And yeah, like you said, can you really lose out a job if you were never named the starter? I mean, I think it was uh, just more presumed than than actually named. But um, yeah, you know, his his career. He, he when he came to Notre Dame, he, he was uh, you know highly touted, uh, you know, extremely athletic, but. Um, a couple years ago, he, he, he broke his ankle in week one and, uh, you know, Deshaun Kaiser took over and the rest is kind of history. And, and I don't know if, uh, I don't know if he ever really recovered from that, um, in terms of playing. I mean, he had a couple of chances last year, um, but I, you know, and I'll be the first to admit that Brian Kelly didn't, uh, didn't utilize him properly and, you know, obviously his, his career has, has obviously clearly suffered because of it. So um, if he gets a chance to play, um, I, I hope he does well, be it tomorrow or be it throughout the the course of the season. But, um, yeah, that, that that's something to keep a watch on as well coming out of Florida. Definitely. Uh, moving on here in the picks, a uh, couple more to go here, maybe 10 or so picks, and then you can uh, tie the bow on this one, baby. Um Four o'clock tomorrow, you have uh, number nineteen South Florida hosting Stony Brook. Um, how many folks knew that they had a uh, football team and not just a uh, basketball team? It seems like there's uh, their school's always in the uh, NCAA tournament, but uh, uh, online game. Uh, I'm taking South Florida, uh, especially with uh, Quentin Flowers as a quarterback. So uh, definitely, no doubt, South Florida. In this yeah, one. great mascot, the Sea Wolves, but uh, unfortunately, that that's that's the best they're going to do tomorrow is, is to have a have the better name they were they will lose this game and lose it by a lot definitely uh team we both love uh usc 27 and a half point favors at the moment uh at home over uh western michigan uh gotta believe we're both going usc yeah that that's correct next game um a little interesting here um Somehow I missed this on my sheet. Good thing I'm double-checking it here, Jim. See, that's why we do this. Uh, exactly. Um, maybe maybe an interesting pick here. Um, Appalachian State at Georgia, um, number 15, Georgia. Uh, I am taking Georgia, no doubt, uh, like Georgia, but uh, Georgia's only 14-point favorite. Total sitting at 45 at the moment. Um, Appalachian State's always everyone, Cinderella and uh, Darling. Um, I will be shocked if Georgia loses this game. They might get scared, but uh, I don't see them losing this game. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that Appalachian State is going to pull off the the upset like they did. And I'm going to get in so much trouble ten years ago. I think we just passed the. Uh, <laughs> I think we just passed the uh, anniversary on that one. For those that don't know, my wife, obviously a Michigan fan. Um, 
So uh, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. But yeah, I think I think yes, yesterday I think was the anniversary uh, of that one. Uh, hopefully uh, Georgia takes the advice of that Michigan team and, and doesn't have half their team get high um, before the game, at least half their team or something like that. Because I, I think... I think that's what Michigan. A lot of the players ultimately, um, laid you know laid it on is the fact that they they wanted to collectively see if they could beat a, a college football team while uh, being high. And I mean, we all know the history. Uh, I, I, Georgia wins this one. Um, it may be closer than than you know some people expect, but uh, yeah, Georgia's going to win. I agree with you there, Jim. Uh, next, sorry, my browser was slow there. Uh, next game, you have Kansas State ranked in the top 20. How about uh, it? Don't know if that's something we've said a whole lot on this show, uh, going on what, year two, right? Um, Central Arkansas comes to, to Kansas State there in uh, Man- Manhattan at uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Uh, this is a, a, a no-doubt Kansas State pick for me. Yeah, it's uh, easy, yep. Georgia Southern at uh, number 12, Auburn. Uh, Auburn's currently favored by 35 uh, down in uh, Jordan-Harris Stadium in Auburn, uh, 7.30 kick, uh, definitely going number 12 Auburn. Yeah, I don't like the Eagles in the NFL, and I don't like them in this game either. Let's let's go Auburn. Ooh, good reference, Jim, good reference. Um, number 16, Louisville. Might be uh, might be one of the few ranked teams going on the – might be the only ranked team going on the road. No, take that back. There's one on uh, Monday. The only the, the one of two ranked teams going on the road week one uh, between Saturday and Sunday. I know Washington's on the road at Rutgers today, and uh, Ohio State was on the road last night. Um, Louisville twenty five point favorites at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, uh, taking on Purdue. Uh, I'm taking Louisville. Yeah, per don't. I'm going to take Louisville. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> First game of the weekend in Atlanta at the uh, new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, the marquee matchup, uh, the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Uh, number three, Florida State. Uh, number one, Alabama. Uh, current line at this point uh, sits Alabama minus seven. Um, with a total in the 50 range. Um, to me, this game is going to be a defensive battle. Um, I, I, I really see this game at half um, like a... 13-10, type of a war. Um, I, I do see this as a low-scoring game, um, but I, I just think that uh, Alabama has some uh, defensive line um, holes that they have to fill from last year. Um, just guys that graduated and moved on, but uh, definitely have the talent and the depth that they're able to do that. Um Florida State again. Uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see how Cam Ackers is um, replacing the, the Dalvin Cook that went to uh, Minnesota this year in the NFL. Um, I, I'm thoroughly interested to, to just watch this game as a football fan. Um, the line seems about right to me at the seven range. Um, if I had to pick a side with the spread, I'd probably side at Florida State at the moment, just because I think it's such a defensive game that I wouldn't be surprised seeing this end up in a field goal. Um, but, uh, outright, uh, going with number one, Alabama. Yeah. I said it, uh, I said it earlier that I think Alabama wins tomorrow, but, uh, I have them losing in the college football playoff, but, uh, we have obviously months to get there. 
Um, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Dave. Is is as a as a football fan, especially a college football fan, th- these are the type of games, especially in 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 week weeks like one through three, that you absolutely live for because, um, you know, it's it's when number one versus number three. Well, what else do you need to say? This, this is going to be fantastic. Um, I'm sure college game day is there tomorrow. Um, I'll probably put that on, uh, on one of my computer screens at work while I'm, you know, attempting to, uh, actually focus on the task at hand in the morning. And, uh, and then I'll get those, uh, I'll get those picks against the spread, uh, up, uh, up on the Twitter and the Facebook, but, um, it has, it has a, you know, late October, early November feel in the beginning of September. And it's going to be interesting is at least here and and I and I should have said it at the start and I and I forgot to you know our our thoughts and, and prayers here uh are with the people of Houston and in Texas and um you know all of those affected by uh by the hurricane this past week um and, and last weekend I mean we're talking multiple uh days going on over a week now that uh they're just dealing with some of the absolute um you know worst that mother nature can do um, but, uh, yeah, th- th- this is the type of game that, that you just absolutely love to be able to sit back and watch. Um, the weather's going to be cool here in Pennsylvania tomorrow. It's going to feel like November and there's going to be a number one versus number three matchup. So, you know, it's, 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 it's like Christmas come way early for, uh, for college football fans. I agree. I think it's a, uh, as you've alluded to, I think it's a definite matchup that we have uh, serious potential at uh, seeing down the road again. Uh, so we'll kind of see how that's shaped out. And uh, definitely going to be interesting to watch, uh, see how that, uh, how that uh, could, could uh, shed some light into uh, how the season's going to play out for both. Let me, let me, let me, are, uh, really strong. Let me pose a question your way, because I know that like a lot of people, um, you know, automatically when you look at one versus three, and we assume this is going to be a, a at least in my opinion, a, a relatively close game. I don't think there's going to be a blowout, but is there a scenario where one of these teams, um, you know, wins so soundedly that it that it really has a a long standing impact uh, on the on the team that loses? Like, you know, is there a situation here where? You know, hypothetically, it's say Alabama wins so big that, you know, that it actually kind of knocks Florida State down so far that they can't recover. I personally yeah, don't. I'm going to actually take this the the other way. Okay. Um, I think if Florida State whiffed Alabama, Alabama doesn't win the SEC. My reason being for Florida State to whip Alabama, Jalen Hurts has to be absolutely horrible. And Florida State has to stop the, the two or three-headed monster in the Alabama running backs. Okay. And it's obvious at this point, based on the play calling from the national title game, that Saban doesn't really trust Jalen Hurts. So what does right. that force Saban to do if this game does not come out in, uh, in his liking or his flow the way Hurts played? And I think it's going to cause Hurts to have to make a couple of real bonehead-type plays. But I think if he does that which and then causes – Florida State to win by 20, I think that that could uh, send Alabama's season into a tailspin, for lack of better terms. Okay. But with that being said, 
I think Saban is too smart and realizes the beast that he has behind Hurts that uh, Alabama's going to win this game by three to seven points with Hurts throwing for about 150 yards. All right, I got you. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, you give, I, I, as, as, as a Notre Dame fan, I know what it's like when you give Nick Saban a month uh, to prepare. You know, he's had, uh, he's had, you know, obviously exponentially more than that to get ready for this one. So I, I think he'll have his team ready. Yeah, definitely, Jim. Um, moving on here to the, the next game, unless there's anything you want to add to that one. No, no, I'm just going to enjoy this one as well. Definitely. Um, next game we have BYU at uh, number 13 LSU. Um, potential, uh, and this is at a, a neutral site at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Um, so there is now the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah, that won't get confusing um, at some point. <laughs> no, uh, interestingly enough, they're both in the NFC South for the NFL. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, the, the interesting aspect of this BYU-LSU game to me is BYU played last week. So they should have the rust taken off, and LSU is going to have that rust in the first half. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how this game, this game tempo, everything shakes out because of that aspect. Um, I just think there's too much talent on this LSU team for the LSU, LSU to go down, but I think this is going to be very close, and I think this is going to be closer than the – a fifteen point line that's uh that's out there. Um no I I I think LSU is better than the, the, the team that I'm gonna compare this to. But I remember there was a, a, a year that Notre Dame opened uh, was scheduled to open against Michigan and they moved an October road game against BYU up until the week prior to Michigan and they went out to BYU and they lost and BYU has always stood out to me as as a team that when they have talent and they can surprise people that they catch you off guard and they can do something special that said this game's in Louisiana I think LSU wins but they squeak by um I, I think I think LSU is a, is a far more talented team if this game was at BYU, I, I would say BYU, but uh, I think I think LSU squeaks by. I think it's a fourth quarter comeback, um, but uh, I, the, yeah, this one I think is going to catch a lot of people. Uh, you know, the, the 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 only advantage to uh, to this one is is that it starts an hour and a half after the uh, after the, the the big game on ABC. So uh, there, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get to tune over to this one to watch that fourth quarter comeback. Definitely. I agree with that. Uh, definitely be on my mind. Um, last game, 1030 on uh, tomorrow night, Montana state is at number 24, Washington state. Uh, I'm taking Washington state. And give me the Cougars Cougars versus Bobcats. That's, that's a fun matchup, but I'll take the Cougars. Always love me some Cougars. <laughs> Um, on to Sunday, then Sunday, September third. Um, number twenty-two, West Virginia is at number twenty-one. Um, 
Virginia Tech. Um, this is at a neutral site here at uh, FedEx Field, Orlando, or Maryland. Um, current lines is this game, Virginia Tech minus four. Um, I believe Virginia Tech has a freshman quarterback starting this year, the first time a freshman quarterback starting since Michael Vick. Okay. Um, I'm taking Virginia Tech. I honestly don't know a whole bunch about either of these two schools um, on what's coming other than um, everything I have seen indicates that this is a very down year for West Virginia. So uh, I, I'm going to be on the, the fading of the Mountaineers this year and uh, doing it early and often. So I'm on Virginia Tech in this one. Yeah, I like Tech. I mean, I I have them, uh, you know, going to the ACC championship. Uh, should be a should be a, a cool environment on uh, on Sunday night, FedEx Field. So uh, I, I think that that can help them as well. I know they had the big game at uh, at Bristol Speedway the other year against Tennessee. So uh, you know, the, uh, some of these guys know and and are used to being in in big environments. So uh, they should be able to react pretty well to it. Jim, our uh, last game this week, um, Labor Day, Monday Monday night, I believe, 8 o'clock, um, number 25, Tennessee versus uh, Georgia Tech. Um, and this one is also at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta, Georgia. Tennessee is currently sitting three-point favorites. Um, if this game were not the first week, I would probably pick Georgia Tech. But since this is the first week, Tennessee should have ample time to prepare for that uh Triple quadruple quadruple double option that Georgia Tech runs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think they're able to stop it. So I'm taking Tennessee. Yeah, I'll take Tennessee too. Um, but but yeah, in, in a close one. I mean, Georgia Tech, you know, runs that similar offense like what Navy runs, and if you're not used to defending it, 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 it can it can cause people a lot of problems. Um, and and I think it'll. It'll it'll be an adjustment, but but I, I think I think Tennessee will hold on to win. I definitely agree. So uh, just to recap, we agree with everything except for Michigan and Florida. I have Florida. You have Michigan. Yep. Uh, interesting week, sir. Um, that is that is all I have on my end. Uh, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you if you have any final thoughts, questions, anything along those lines, which is uh, kind of sticking in your head, or if you want to. Uh, kind of give a quick Notre Dame thought or anything along those lines. Feel free. Uh, I mean, not not really a lot to say about Notre Dame. I think what they're something in the high twenties in terms of the, the 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 line tomorrow against Temple. Um, if if I'm correct, I think, or no, I think it's a eighteen or something like that. It, whatever number it was, it was about eighteen, I think. Okay, eighteen. Whatever number it was, it, it made me a little bit nervous uh, just because. Uh, there's a lot with the with the reopening of the stadium. The construction's finally done, and uh, you get the video board for the first time. So there are a lot of upgrades there. Um, Notre Dame should win, but but next week is the week we're going to find out uh, really where they're at and and where this uh, you know is this team going to be um, you know much improved. I mean, you can't get much worse than than a four and eight season. Um, but I I think that if if they can't improve. Uh, then I think this is Brian Kelly's year on the chopping block because you know they they replaced a, a, a huge overhaul of the coaching staff, coordinators, um, assistant coaches, things like that. So uh, if you if you can't at least start progressing in the right direction, then unfortunately I, I think there's one other answer there. Uh, I, I think they win tomorrow pretty easily. I'm just happy, Dave. Quite frankly, that uh, that football is back. Uh, I, I love I love summer. I love 
warm weather, golf. I love going to the beach, but man, nothing beats, especially college football. And we'll talk about NFL and preview the NFL uh, in full on Wednesday night. But uh, I am a college football fan by heart. I love college football so much more. And uh, and the fact that I, I get a Saturday and after the craziness of this week, once I get home tomorrow, it is just going to be a day of relaxing and watching college football. And I can't wait. I agree, man. I, I can't wait for college football. It's my uh, bread and butter all year and uh, favorite time of the year without a doubt. Because uh, when college football is back, hockey's only a month away, That's too. That's right. You get the two of them running in uh, full full calibration. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it absolutely is, Dave. So uh, let's uh, let's close this thing out. Uh, let people know where they can follow you on Twitter. And then I'm going to close this thing up and you know, one more sleep till college football Saturday. Definitely. It's like uh Christmas Eve right now, Jim. Exactly. Uh, you're, you're all tucked up and ready, tucked up and ready <laughs> to go, baby. And, uh, uh we'll, we'll, we'll get to rock and roll. And, uh, what is it now? I can't even do the math. Uh, 13 hours of games to really kick off. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's about right. So, um, I'm at, uh, uh, or able to be followed uh, at D Gerhardt, uh, D G R H A R T, 024 on Twitter. Um, again, uh, 13 hours till football kicks off, and uh, we are locked, loaded, and ready to go. All right, Dave, I will talk to you on Wednesday night, man, uh, when we're previewing the uh, NFL and wrapping up week one of college football and getting ready for week two of college football as well. All right, I think you might have muted. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna hang up the call there, and uh, we're gonna get ready. Like we said, thirteen hours as of the time of recording this one, uh, until college football officially gets underway. We thank you for listening. NGSCSports.com is the homepage. You can subscribe to us, huddle up with Jim and Dave on iTunes or Android. Make sure you're following the show. Facebook.com/slash Huddle Up Podcast. And on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast, I am at Big Jim Sports. We also stream daily at LeapSports.com. And make sure you are following along with everything on our home network, NGSC Sports at NGNCSports.com. We'll be back on two on a Wednesday night at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That's our normal live time. But make sure you're subscribed as well so you never miss a show. Until next time, folks, go for the win. Are you the next Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, or Deion Sanders? Do you have what it takes to become the next great talent? Whether you play baseball, basketball, football, or any other sport, you all at least have one thing in common, the need to be recognized. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get recruited to your dream school or striving to make it to the next level. I'mNextUSA.com is the platform for you.